This the remix. Two on one, the other way, a shot, they score! Tarasenko, and St. Louis strikes first. Beats Flurry on the glove side, make it 48 seconds into the first period. You know, for the believers out there, thanks for sticking with us. I know, you know, there were some doubters out there after the last game, but but uh, I knew our group would, would respond with a real good effort, and uh, we did that tonight. Didn't keep it down low. Blues transition the other way. Four men at the line. Blay shoots and scores! Sammy Blay back in the lineup and back on the board. His fourth goal of the year. He beats Flurry again on the glove side, and it's 2-0 St. Louis. Got a good old-fashioned ass kicking tonight. Up to center, Cairo holding back to defend. Holden got back. Cairo stops, shoots, pass save, rebound, score! Jake Wallman at his first goal. 3-0 St. Louis. You think I like the shootout? I just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. You just used to highlight with Nick Holden. I don't think he's played in three months. Look, I don't know much, but Flurry better have that glove working tonight because it appears the Blues beat him glove side every time. <laughs> as uh, as I have said many times, the labeling nomenclature used for our highlights is not always consistent, so I can't find certain highlights. More Nick Holden. That's all we need. That's all the Golden Knights need, apparently, too. All right, I'm on it. So I'll find a Spanish Nick Holden. We're not going to do too much Golden Knights here. We're going to do just more NHL because... Uh. The NHL suspended Pavel Buznevich yesterday uh, of the Rangers. This came after he cross-checked a Capital in the face in the second game that the Rangers and Capitals played this week. That was the you know fight game where everybody got in a fight within the first five minutes of the game. Uh, and this was after Tom Wilson was not suspended for uh, dragging Artemi Panarin down by the back of his head. So... What happened here is fascinating for the NHL because Tom Wilson has effectively two dirty plays in a game, doesn't get suspended for it, gets a $5,000 fine, and the Rangers decide to try to punish the Capitals and punish Tom Wilson themselves in the very next game, and it ends up with one of the Rangers getting suspended and ultimately losing $28,000 because you lose your game check when you get suspended. So he loses $28,000, can't play in a game, whereas Tom Wilson was only fined $5,000. Um, it's a it's a fascinating mess to me for the NHL. The fine goes to the emergency assistance fund. Is that like the next person Wilson drives into the ice with his head and like hits his face off it? Um, <laughs> well, listen, um, this is crazy because... Uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating to see dark, how the discipline. Hold on, is... to answer your question. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> the players' emergency assistant fund slash Tom Wilson. Um, I don't. It's fascinating because how who is like making obviously. So I think they underreacted to Wilson. They saw what happened, and now they overreacted here. And I and both cho both decisions probably were the wrong ones. And yet it all sparked by. They screwed up by not giving Tom Wilson a suspension, and then this is what you get after that. So, Pavel Busnevich, if you remove any context, cross-checking a guy in the face on purpose like he did deserves a suspension. Like, if just, if whatever, just like if a Golden Knight did that tonight to somebody for the Blues, just out of nowhere, cross-check a guy in the face, like, you deserve a suspension for that. But what's fascinating about this is the NHL more than any of other of our sports here 
the players police themselves. Like it happens in baseball a little bit with pitchers throwing at batters because they, you know, celebrated too much or something ridiculous like that. But more than any other sport in hockey, the players do the policing because within a game, if you take a, if you had, you know, have a hit and even if it's not a penalty, if the other team deems it late or deems it Someone's you know, go get dirty, right. yeah, you might, you're going to have to fight for that. Somebody's right. going to exactly. come out on the ice and try to fight you yes. at some point in the game. Like the players police it. And that's exactly what happened here. The players ended up trying to police this because they didn't think the NHL did enough to Tom Wilson, to Tom Wilson, the, the fine of $5,000 with no suspension. That's not enough. And it's all like, and there's so much to this because you have the Rangers putting out a statement saying George Peros should be fired. Like you have the Rangers then firing, firing half their <laughs> management. Jimmy Dolan office, just blowing yeah, people out because they apparently didn't agree with the statement. <laughs> so there's a lot more to this, but at the end of the day, this is the weird place hockey is in compared to the rest of our sports where the players are almost always policing dirty hits and the NHL here. And again, even if you think the Tom Wilson, like dragging our Timmy Panarin down and I can't remember the player's name, but shoving his face into mm-hmm. the eye or punching him while he's laying on the ice. Like, even if you don't think those are suspendable actions, because those types of things actually do happen a lot in hockey. And well, they you don't saw Zach White right. face. Like, even if you don't think those are suspendable actions, there's still a level of it's Tom Wilson who's got a history of yes, it, he's, yes. and the other team is very angry about this. Right. And if you don't, you know it's coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We all knew something was coming yeah. from the Rangers. Maybe it went overboard more than we thought. But... As, as all six, as all of them dropped <laughs> yes. their gloves before the game started. But it's fascinating on the NHL's level because you know this league is going to police itself. Whereas if this happened in the NBA, like. There's not a brawl to start no, the game. No, like no. nobody's taking a cheap shot right. because they don't think a player got suspended or got punished enough. Like hell, even in baseball with the Astros, like they didn't even get beamed that much last year. Like the players didn't even really police it last year with the Astros, even though everyone seems to think they didn't get punished enough. Hockey's the one sport where this is go. You know, this is going to happen. So hockey's always in this fascinating spot where if they don't do what the players think is right, the, as far as the Department of Player right, Safety, right. the players are going to take it in their own hands, especially this year when you get to play teams back-to-back-to-back so often. It's just hilarious that collisions are part of this game, and then the players go, okay, wait, we all agreed this is the okay type of collision, sure. and this oh, is Oh, absolutely, it. sure. And in baseball, it's, you ran too prissy. <laughs> yeah. You you watched it. You watched the home run. To, you know too long. You flipped your bat. You you, you watched it a second longer than you should have. Get around the bases, meat. Get around the bases, meat. <laughs> who are we calling meat? The guy who watches the home run too long. The pitcher starts screaming at him. Kevin Costner as the catcher. Oh God! I just gave you. I just told you the pitch, and you're gonna watch it and show my guy up. That guy. I got uh, who's Kevin Costner? Oh come on! He's a cowboy. <laughs> come slash, on! He knows who Kevin Costner is. He's a cowboy slash uh, baseball player. <laughs> he knows who Kevin Costner is. I'm I, okay. This is this is bad on air radio. I am texting you guys right now a video uh, that you guys need to watch and react to. It is a bat flip from yesterday in the. Oh. Asheville Tourists game. Oh, you saw this? I I didn't. Quite possibly the greatest bat flip in the history of the sport of baseball. All right. Do you have it pulled up? This is 36 seconds? Well, the bat flip's in the first 10. No, the bat flip's going to come quickly. Okay. Costner's giving him the sign right now because he's pissed at his pitcher for shaking him off. Contact. Here's the pitcher. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Now, he got... 
He threw that thing air. like 50 feet in the he air. Yes. Air. Oh, he, he got a lot of air. He legitimately threw the bat. Now he's skipping. Oh, he yeah. wasn't he, even running. He, was, he did a few skips around might, the bases. He's, yeah, he might be doing the YMCA down the uh, friggin' uh, base track. He okay. legitimately threw now the bat. Now he's waving to the crowd and yeah. skipping home. Legitimately threw the bat 30 50, feet yeah. in the air. Okay. After hitting a home so run. So the next time he comes up, is he you know, is he taking one? No, yeah, he's getting near I mean, he home. I don't think he did yesterday. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, I think he had two He might have had two home runs yesterday. Oh, so um, these are kids, not adults. Well, it's uh, what are the Asheville tourists? That's like single A, double A, oh, something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, that is a high bat flip. It, it's 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 the high. It's the greatest bat flip I've ever seen. Like I used to say, Joey Bautista's bat flip, which wasn't really a flip. It was more of a chuck when he hit the home run against the uh, Rangers in the playoffs. That's always been my favorite. This one's better because he uh, literally the bat is like thirty yes. feet in the air. This is insult to injury as he started skipping. <laughs> yes. like kinda, sideways skips. I kind of wanted him to round third and then start to do like a backhand spring down the third base line. Yeah. I mean, if you know what slides are in basketball warmups when you're sliding, you know, back and forth, they have you slide. That's what this kid did around a lot <laughs> yeah. of the bases. Like he wasn't even running straight; he went into his basketball slide drill. Well, maybe he pulled his groin, throwed the bat that high. <laughs> he was trying to loosen things up. Jeez. So this was Luis Santana. And from the story I read, they don't mention anything about him getting hit with a pitch. So I'm assuming wow. he did not get hit with a pitch after throwing his bat 30 feet in the air, which is, again, the best bat flip I've ever seen. All right. I'm trying to remember. The KBO at one point had like a, a like, bat flipping contest as part of their all-star game it, this may have been like five years ago but i saw a guy like like levit like do a like corkscrew <laughs> levitation type thing with his bat and i was like okay you guys are doing way too much with this do we know why baseball is the sport that is anti-celebration because like in hockey if you score a goal there's been some ridiculous hockey celebrations over the years. And it's not like if you celebrate so much, you then have to fight the guy the next time you're on the ice. But, like, why is it in base? Like, the NFL for a while, but that was a, a league rule where you couldn't, like, use props to celebrate in the end zone. Like, why is baseball because the one sport where, okay, if you did something well and you celebrate, the other team's players are going to take it out on you? Because I think baseball of all of them is get off my lawn guys more than others. Because, I mean, look, look at the demographics of the age of baseball fans. You can't get young people in there, right? So you have older people's fans who, like, oh, back in my day. I mean, I think there's a lot to that where they've never really, like you said, football. Football over time gradually came into the modern era saying, well, if we want young kids in this, if we want to do this, we have to let up in this. I don't think baseball ever happened. Joe West is almost 70, still an umpire. I mean, we make fun of that, but I just think it's the demographics of the fan base, and that's what it's always been, and don't steal signs, it's always been this way. And I think a lot of that goes into it. I mean, it's there's you know, there's just not a lot of kids who, who love going to games for three to four hours. I mean, it's also aren't, consistently aren't baseball players considered to be like the least – Educated of all like sports, like professional sport, like professional I don't know. athletes. Is that accurate? Well, it is accurate in the sense that you're right that the really really good ones don't go to college. They That's don't. true. Yeah, you they don't. They, 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 I'm not saying. I'm just saying that they get to single A double. They get. They start their careers at 18 or 17, or yeah. they don't even have to graduate yeah. from anywhere. They're just Absolutely. like, hey, you're going to go play yeah. here, and then you're, you're getting get drafted, and here you go. Wouldn't that make you more likely to like celebrations, though? I think there's a certain level of culture that comes oh. from the celebrations that I'm trying so you're to dance. Saying I'm, players I'm don't dance to... around it. Just say it, Jared. White people. <laughs> so you're saying players mostly. 
Because I just thought the demographics of the fan base kind of defined well, right. what like, that what that sport is about. Well, okay, any any like every sport has fans that get mad when somebody over celebrates or like, does something that never happened twenty years ago. Right. Like right. every every sport has fans that do that, but baseball is the only one where the player, like in hockey. They police themselves when they think you've taken a cheap shot right, to that like, your guy that you could have yeah. injured one of their teammates. In baseball, they police themselves when you celebrate too much, and it's the it's the only sport like, that does that. Like every other sport, the opponent says you did something well. You get so well. Like, football, you're violent enough anyway. Basketball is an interesting one. You don't see that much. You yeah. might see a guy get taken out going to the rim, but that's so seldom that you see. And usually, it's not retaliatory. Yeah. Usually, it's just like, like it's a hard foul. The best one is soccer. Like if you score a goal in soccer, everybody on your team runs and celebrates right. with you, in sliding the corner around and going crazy for like two minutes. Yeah. The clock doesn't stop in that sport. The other team goes and lines up getting ready to play, and you're all over there still hugging. Like, it's legitimately like 90 seconds after a goal before the game kicks off. But no, like, it's not like, oh, then all of a sudden you're getting, you know, a a cleat to the shin because you celebrated to it. Baseball's the only one. It's it's genuinely almost every other sport is, instead of act like you've been there before, act like they're not going to let you back. Yeah. Like, I may never score another touchdown. I'm going ham. Is this why the lights only played 70 minutes the other night? Because the team was <laughs> celebrating so much, like they couldn't get to the regular amount of number. No, uh, they actually, that's minutes. why they played 115 minutes. I was going to say, because those, I mean, five goals, Tyler, you're celebrating a lot over there. Just I mean, imagine, if LA Galaxy 2 <laughs> hadn't celebrated, they could have scored five more. Five. They killed so much they time They killed a lot of time sliding around and high-fiving. All right, coming up next, <laughs> it's Bischoff's briefs. And Dude. how important is it? What? Do you want this Holden Spanish goal that I pulled? Oh, you have one. Yeah, let's hear Nick Holden. En la parte trasera, pero el robo de marcha. Son muy atentos. Va a venir el disparo. Bischoff's briefs. I'm asking you if you know the difference between right and wrong. I discovered at a very early age that if I talked long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. Bischoff's briefs. So either I'm God or truth is relative. Bischoff's briefs. And in either case, booyah. Bischoff's briefs. Today we're taking shots at the Outland Trophy because Alex Leatherwood got picked and we have heard from Alex Leatherwood himself that he won the Outland Trophy. Uh, Both JT the Brick, who you can hear on Raider Nation Radio, and Jason Fitz, who comes on this show, have uh, tried to justify the Alex Leatherwood pick by saying, well, he won the Outland Trophy. So how good are Outland Trophy winners? Um, 2019 winner was Panay Sewell. Uh, he was the first tackle drafted this year. So obviously we haven't seen him play in the NFL. Don't really know. Uh, but the last offensive tackle to win the Outland trophy, which by the way, the Outland trophy is described as the trophy for the best interior lineman in football, meaning it can be offense or defense. But for some reason they give it to tackles, even though they're on the exterior of the offensive line. Don't understand why, but tackles win the interior lineman award. So It's a defensive player some years. It's an offensive player some years. But the last offensive tackle to win it was in 2016. That was Cam Robinson from Alabama. He was a second-round pick, 
But Cam Robinson has never ranked higher than 62nd in pro football focused tackle ratings. He is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, in 2015, a guy named Joshua Garnett won the award as an offensive guard. Uh, he was picked 28th in the first round. He played three NFL seasons, started 11 total games, and his career is now over. Uh, Brandon Scherf won the Outland Trophy in 2014 as a tackle at Iowa. He's mostly played guard in his, in his NFL career after he was picked fifth overall. He was the fourth best guard in the NFL by Pro Football Focus last year. He's been at least 21st or better by Pro Football Focus every season of his career. He has been really good. In 2012, Luke Jokel won the Outland Trophy. He was picked second overall. He was out of the league after five seasons, played in 50 games. In 2011, Barrett Jones won the Outland Trophy out of Alabama. He was a fourth-round pick, played in 10 games over two seasons, out of the league. Gabe Karimi won the award out of Wisconsin in 2010. He was a first-round pick. He played four NFL seasons out of the league. In 2008, Andre Smith won the award. He actually had a career, played in 28 ga- or started 98 games over the course of 12 seasons, never made a Pro Bowl, though, but was a decent player. So if you look at Outland Trophy winners on the offensive side, there's not much of a track record. From 2009 to 2020, seven offensive players were drafted after winning the Outland Trophy. Only one has ever made the Pro Bowl. And he did it as a guard, not as a tackle. And Scherf was named an all-pro, too. He's very, very good. But he's the only one. Of the other six, only one of them played more than four seasons. So when someone tells you that Alex Leatherwood won the Outland Trophy and that is their reasoning for why Alex Leatherwood was a good pick, it's because they don't have an actual reason as to why Alex Leatherwood was a good pick. Because there is no, there's no connection between winning the Outland Trophy and being a successful college player. Because if it were as easy to pick guys that won the awards in college football and that's who was going to be good in the NFL, drafting would be so much easier than it is. You yeah. could just draft the Heisman Trophy winner number one overall every year and you'd be fine. But college success and college trophy success has zero translation unto NFL success. I was worried for the Raiders when Mike Mayock said he will immediately be our starting right tackle. And I said, but he won an interior ta- interior guard <laughs> award. That was, and that's a, fr- Jared and I were talking about yesterday. You look at the definition and you put it out there. It's interior lineman. So I don't, I mean, just say best offensive lineman. Or well, best defensive line, best lineman. Yeah, Just make it lineman. that, and then tackles are included. But that's so funny. I was going like, I think this guy's a tackle, right. but he won the Outland Trophy. I didn't under. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe he played. I, I think he played both at Alabama, so maybe they took the games in which he played guard. And he was so amazing that they gave him the Outland Trophy. But yeah, the definition certainly doesn't like fit no. everyone who wins this thing. No. Now, one other point here. Just because Alex Leatherwood won the Outland Trophy and so many of these other guys that won the Outland Trophy were out of the league in four or five years, it doesn't mean Leatherwood's going to suck either. No, The trophy, knows. it has zero bearing yeah. on what his NFL career will be. So, yeah. again, if somebody brings up the Outland Trophy as to why Alex Leatherwood was a good pick, it's just bad reasoning. There, it's, it's not, it's, there's, you should just ignore it because there's nothing behind that argument that has any validity to NFL success. Although... The people who've won the Outland Trophy as defensive are very tackles. good. If you win the Outland Trophy as a defensive player, you're talking about Indomitian Sue, who's been a very good defensive tackle in the NFL for what a decade, twelve years now, something like that. Aaron Donald won it as well. Uh, Quinnen Williams is the most recent defensive winner, and uh, Ed Oliver was the most uh, was the other one. Ed Oliver's probably the worst of those four. But you need to flip Leatherwood onto defense. Yeah, if he plays yes. defensive tackle, yes. he's you be now a stud. have Unique Ngakwe and him in the middle, yes. and you've upgraded. Let me give you some people: 
Grant Delpit, DeAndre Baker, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Which ones do you know? All of them. You do? Yeah. Okay, you, all of them. Okay. Dog, oh, guy, I know I Minka. Yeah, I'm just I'm throwing out. I know all of them, but I wanted to throw it out there. All of this means is that Trayvon Mooring is going to be absolutely amazing because they all won the Jim Thorpe Award. Oh, oh we're in. Yes. We're in. We're in. He's starting free safety, and he's going to be amazing because Delpit Baker and Fitzpatrick all won the award. Morg is the next Minka Fitzpatrick. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, for their sake, they hope he is. I, okay, this is just solely on, like, I've watched too much football, and I feel like every time I watch Minka Fitzpatrick play, he intercepts a pass. Like, every game that he's in, he intercepts a pass. Does he have more interceptions than the entire Raiders team over the last, like, two or three years? I'm on it. Like, I, I don't think it's that crazy to think he might. Because I swear to God, he intercepts a pass every game he plays in. Like, I'm looking here. Minka Fitzpatrick has... 11 in his uh, three-year career. have four defensive touchdowns. I have 12. That too. He scored a touchdown. Okay, in nine and three. Well. So he's got, I have 12 picks in his career in a, in a four-year, in a, in a four seasons. 12 and three in four seasons. Three touchdowns. That's more than anyone scored. Uh... <laughs> He's a fumble, four fumble recoveries. That's more than anybody. Yeah, he said a better. He had so, a better. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick <laughs> has been more effective by yes. himself than the entire Raiders yes. defense. Yes, absolutely. So if you're telling me that Trayvon Morrig is half of Minka Fitzpatrick, he's gonna be a star. He's a phenomenal he's a pick, and he's yes. gonna be the best player on this defense. So yeah, I. So okay. Why we, in God's name would the Dolphins trade him? Do we have? Do we have another Raiders draft theme here? Do we need to go back and look? Do they only draft guys that won trophies? Oh my God! Well, I'm on it. I'm trying to think that. Well, Clemson and Alabama, those guys all win trophies because they win the national championship uh, every other year. Each other, they just trade those off. Um, what other trophies are there? Well, that's what I'm saying. They, the, their first two picks this year were won guys that won trophies. Won so had, like, yes. did guess who won the Ted Hendricks Award? <laughs> What's that for? It's for the top defensive end. Cleveland Furl. Yep. Ah, oh, <laughs> no wonder he's picked four overall. You can't let a you can't let a Ted Hendricks Award winner slip past four. Are you kidding me? It's all explainable now. Now we know why Cleveland Furl went four. I'm now, I gotta look up. Uh, I gotta look at Jonathan Abram. I, I don't. Think well, went, no, get past the tackle awards. But uh, <laughs> he went to Mississippi State. Not many people from Mississippi State win uh, awards. So I'm. But I'm. I'm think, I'm sitting here at saying we're gonna have to start just looking their picks. Looking next at year. awards. Who won which award? Whatever hole they need, go to that college award and say that's that's I mean, the guy they picked. I mean, the great pick this year at the first pick because he went to Alabama and he won an award. Oh, so it's man. like you know, I, I mean, I think I heard me. I talked to Nick about him a lot. That's what I talked to Nick about him. The funniest. Can you part, imagine the amount of time Saban's phone rings from GMs throughout that draft process? They get like sixty-five guys picked. He's on. He's probably on the phone the whole day. Saban's got to be delegating that to, <laughs> to the, his offensive and defensive yes. analysts. <laughs> He got those analysts on just to answer GM phone GM calls. Phone calls. I, I kind of want to talk to that guy anymore. I did enjoy Mike Mayock after they drafted Alex Otherwood referencing, what, the 2018 Alabama-Clemson game again because he's now drafted like five oh, he's drafted players. a lot of those guys. Not like, one game. Cleland Furl, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Tanner and Muse. Alex Leatherwood, and Tanner Muse. That'd be we, well, and hell, we might be. Oh, and John Simpson. Like, we're talking six guys from Clemson wow. that played in that one Clemson-Alabama game. That's amazing. Game. Like, if you told me Mike Mayock scouted one college football <laughs> game in his life, I might believe it because he's drafted so many players from it. He also liked that Lawrence guy. It didn't work out. Yeah. He's good. They needed well, to, I think Trevor Lawrence was a freshman that year. They need to lose when everyone's like, why more. isn't this guy in the NFL? <laughs> they needed to lose a lot more. They need yes. a lot more of those Dolphin game enders uh, to, to get to that pick. They did not need that Hail Mary against the Jets. No. All right. Coming up next, Cassie Soto explains why she ate 47 cookies last night.
or stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Call the press box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. Hey, uh, guys, it's, it's just not going to happen for her. We should really lay off the fact that she's been dating the same guy through six running rebel coaches. It's the only thing in her life she could call an engagement. Raiders.com's Cassie Soto joins the press box for her weekly hit. Good morning, Cassie. Hello. Hello. Did you guys pay this man to do another intro for me? Yeah, and guess what? We have another one uh, coming for we you. We feel the next so time sorry for you. We too. just keep playing. We just keep creating infos. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. I do like the other one better. Did you guys get in trouble for using Raiders.com? Why would we get in trouble for yeah. telling the truth? Yeah. What, oh, why, why, why would we get in trouble for it? Um, all right. All right, Cassie. Why okay. am I looking at a photo of you uh, holding a plate of 20 cookies from the Aviators oh, game last night? Because that is my brand. Um, so yesterday was the aviators home opener and like any good journalist, I did my job first. So I missed the media meal. And when I went up there, it was like seven forty-five, and the media, the food was already all put away. And there was a sweet old man, my new friend, Nicholas, and he was putting, um, some stuff away in the cabinets. And I said, Hey, is there any snacks? Like, is there any snacks left? And he said, Jeez. he said, no, you missed it. And I was like, oh, that's all right. And there was like, he's like, there's a few bags of chips and some peanuts. And I was like, well, like I'm editing. I don't want to get my fingers like all dirty. It's okay. And he goes, oh, you know what? And he points towards the back, like of the room. So not in like the depths of a kitchen or anything, but a little, you know, a little bit out of public view. And he goes, there's some cookies back there. And sure enough, I walk back there and I like reach up and there's this tray of cookies and he's like yeah just bring them out he's like people can eat them just bring them out so i brought them out and our good friend willie g just so happened to snap a picture of me holding said cookie platter and um yeah that's the story okay let's break this down away this person that you supposedly asked and he gave you cookies one there's no chance this guy i'm looking at has authority to say anything or do anything (laughs) so there's no chance this guy has the authority to give away cookies two i don't even know if he works there because his credentials like 10 times smaller than yours because you were wearing a credential in a sheet in another picture that looked as big as a stadium this guy's credential says 2019 and and three and three tyler might have made the absolute best um response to this this gentleman that he looks like a wax figure so we're not sure he's real We're not sure. Real. We're not sure this kid's real. And there's absolutely even if he's not a wax figure, he does not have authority to give away food. So you obviously okay. went in the kitchen and stole these cookies. Well, afterwards, so I asked him for proof that I didn't make this man up. I asked him for a selfie, right, Tyler, to send to Ed in the group chat because he didn't believe me that this guy existed. So I said, "Hi, Nick. Can I take a selfie with you to 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 say thank you to show my friends that you let me have the cookies?" And he's like, "What a what?" And I was like, "A selfie." a picture with you and he was like oh okay okay so i took a picture with him and then he proceeds to sit down next to me and starts telling me a story about the time that like a mob boss came into the restaurant that he worked at and started like threatening a guy over the phone that he owed him sixty thousand dollars and he was going to break off both of his legs and nick was like yo i got to get out of here because i speak sicilian i can understand what you're saying and the mob boss was like yeah you should probably go so he's a real person I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now. He's got 10 masks on. He overdid it. Uh, his credential's too small. 
And uh, I think, like Tyler said, I, I don't even think this is a real person. He looks like he a was the, real. He Cassie, was. the picture. He looks like a wax. He figure. does. He looks like a wax figure. <laughs> and one of those, like, what's that? Madame Trussaud's? Where, where do you go Tussauds. and you, get, you, you go and get the wax figures and you look at them like yeah. DiCaprio and stuff? I, what's his What's his supposed name? This person? Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas G. Nicholas G. Is it? They, they the, the aviator sent someone over to the studio and they picked them up and put them in the back of the truck and like took them over so he could stand. He's guarding the cookies. Do we even know if Cassie actually even went to the aviators game? Because I mean, this could just be her two dogs in human clothes that, wearing yeah. a rubber mask. This could be at home with your cookies. Well, <laughs> you might have gone because we saw your shooting for Raiders.com where you obviously, once again, are stalking these poor Raider players. These guys just want to go out for a night. I think it was Foster Moreau's birthday. They just want to, you know, have a few few pops and, and, and not be bothered. And there you come running at these poor guys <laughs> with that camera of yours. <laughs> so, yes, my colleagues, right? Yeah. My colleagues yes. walking in. Yes. So just a co-worker's night out. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was issues with my ginormous credential. Um, so I had to, like, stand off to the side of the VIP entrance. And as I'm standing there, I see the four of them walk in. And I was like, do I bother them? Do I not? The worst they can say is no. Let me just ask. So I was like, hey, guys, uh, can I do a quick interview? And I had all my camera stuff put away. So they're like, yeah, if you make it quick. So I just whipped out the phone. And, yeah, they were really cool, though. So Did anyone I mean, else know who they were? No. No. Well, everyone was so frantic, like the poor girls trying to get my credential. They were like calling a bunch of different people. And yeah, it was it was a little hectic yesterday. No, but nobody else stopped them. No. Did any of the Raiders players say, hey, aren't you the one that got me fined from that Darren Waller gala? (laughs) You know what? After I thought about it, I was like, shoot, I hope they didn't remember my name. (laughs) And I think I had my badge at this time. I had my RJ badge, but I think it was turned the other way. So they couldn't see like my big face that says Cassie Soto Las Vegas Review Journal on it, so hopefully not. So you're wearing a fake badge while you're working for Raiders.com? You know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about my credentials. Uh, so, you know what? I think I think Renfro did remember you because he put that mask on fast yeah, when he, he turned did. the camera on, man. <laughs> that mask went on fast on Renfro. Like, that, <laughs> not like, again, oh, it's her Cassie. again. She's going to get me again, not you, Cassie. <laughs> My so this okay. this plate of cookies that you stole from the wax figure security <laughs> guard, there's about I... 20 cookies oh, on there. A lot. How many did you eat? Only two. I don't believe you. No you had chance. More than two in your hand. The there's look like... on your face when you were staring hey, at those babies. Hey. Are you kidding me? Hey, she only ate two. She licked them all. <laughs> I ate two. I don't know how many our guy Ron Kantowski ate. He was real excited about the cookies. Don't throw other people well, under the bus. Ron, Kantowski really? being the intelligent one stayed out of pictures and didn't ask the wax person to take pictures. He's like, I'm going to stay in the background. Cassie's going to do this. I'll just eat all the cookies when she brings them over. <laughs> wow. Hey, everybody was happy, okay? Everybody was yeah. happy. So you were working so hard you missed the meal, you said? I did. I did miss the meal. Yeah. So that was all that was all the info I had on the media meal. She had to cookies. try to go bust Some Hunter Info. In the back of the kitchen. <laughs> um all right, Cassie, we do have an important question to ask you from last week. There was a proposal on stage at the NFL draft by a couple of Kansas City Chiefs fans. Do you want to be proposed to on stage during the NFL draft next year oh, when it's yeah. here in Vegas? When you're working. Uh, yeah. Imagine what I work here. Oh, I wouldn't be able to focus on anything else. That would probably be that would probably wouldn't be the best. <laughs> oh, I'd be I'd be so distracted for maybe no on the last day nobody's there. 
Oh, man, on the Bellagio fountains. Imagine on a freaking boat ferry taking me out to the red carpet. Oh, then you'd fall uh-huh. in. It'd be great. You'd fall in. You'd, you'd get proposed to, and you'd fall in. Great. Raiders would be oh, mad at dot com. Those cameras cost a lot. Then I'd be like a, a meme, and then, oh, man, it'd be so good. Is that what you want out of this, to be a meme after you get proposed to? No, not necessarily. But, but you'd be I okay mean, with it? I'd be. I wouldn't be mad at it. I... I mean, I'm tending to start believe because we've obviously given you a lot of grief about this, and you guys have been together since like six. Like, is it no matter when it happens? Not that it will, but if it did, <laughs> won't it be anticlimactic in a lot of ways? Like, are you really going to cry and go crazy? It's like, I mean, it's it's one thing if you've been dating him for a year and you're waiting, but this has been so long. Like, are you going to say, okay, just put the ring on? I mean, you're like an old married couple now. So when he actually proposes, what what will you? I mean, will, will it be a big deal? Imagine if I just say no and, like, walk away. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be great. That, oh, my God. Please say no. Please. That yes. that would go viral. No. Please say no. Do if he If at the NFL draft, if he proposes and you, like, take a ferry out, fall in the water, and then say no. <laughs> I just swim away, jump in the water, and swim away. Yes. When he Don't proposes, you, an answer. you run straight off the stage and jump into the fountains. <laughs> Wait, this whole time I was kidding. I didn't want this. This kid's like the Packers. He has held all the leverage for years. <laughs> Have you at any point held any leverage over this kid? I mean, you're like the Packers with Rodgers now, like laughing at people saying, we hold all the leverage. When have you ever in this relationship held any kind of leverage? Long, pa- long pause there. What do you, I mean, do you have any kind of a comment? Um, you haven't. You put me on the spot. I don't know. No. She got to haven't. pick the dog. Yeah. 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 Yes. I, actually, yeah. I forced him into getting Archie. He wasn't sure. Uh-huh, he I did. I did force him into getting Archie. Actually, I think we have this backwards. She's the Packers, and he's Aaron Rodgers. And well, Archie, he's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Archie's yeah, he's Aaron Jordan Rodgers. Love. Okay, and he's okay. he's now trying to get out because Archie. You know what's is... hilarious is he's actually a Packers fan. <laughs> oh man! Wait, <laughs> what's going to happen if Aaron Rodgers comes here and like you're at Raiders.com and he's like an Aaron Rodgers fan? He that'd be great for that kid, okay, right? He's yeah, like both nowhere the... on the level of like fan. Fan Uri, whatever fan is a Bronco babe or, or Celos are with any of sports teams, so we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Oh. Uh, I do have one last question for you, Cassie. Because you tweeted about what to leave your AC on when you leave the house, I'm a little yeah. concerned you're leaving Champ in a house that's 95 degrees. So I have it at 74. Oh, that's pretty cold. And I feel like I'm going to regret that. That's yeah, pretty yeah. cold. You're going to regret it when it's you see like the bill. 28 days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah when, you, when the bill comes, you're going to regret it. We're usually yeah. low 80s. You? Yeah, 78. Okay, we My hit. girlfriend gets cold. Every time the air comes on, she tells me it's cold, even when it's 165 degrees yeah. outside. Well, see, that's the thing. Disaster. I like it like when the air's on, and then it can like put a blankie over me. Cassie, it's so, summer in the desert. Burn your I blankets. Know. Throw them away. <laughs> you do not need them. Just walk outside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I said, once you see the first bill, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to change my mind here. Oh, man. Well, she's Cassie Soto. You'll yeah. make it up in free cookies from yeah. the Wax Museum. From the Wax Museum. Um, Please leave Nick alone.
You, you're the one that needs yeah, to leave I, him alone. Exactly. This poor kid's just trying to do his job. Yeah. You're running at him for food and stuff? Jeez. This guy isn't prepared Next for that. Aviators game. Hey, Jared, don't you work at the Aviators? Go find Nick and make sure he's a real person. You know, you've also opened up way too much work for this guy because any other media is talking right or listening right now. I'm like, oh, all I got to do is go over to the wax guy and he's going to give me free food. <laughs> you've put way many hours on this poor guy's uh, on this poor guy's time card. He's supposed to just sit there and not talk to people. <laughs> there's there's going to just be media members rolling up like, yeah. aren't you supposed to give me cookies yeah. and then tell We're me a Story about the mob? Yeah, where's the tray of cookies, man? (laughs) Nick D, look for him. Are you sure you weren't at the mob museum? (laughs) Yeah. There would be some wax. Figure. There's a wax figure, yes, and yes. like you sit down and you start hearing a story. Are you sure you weren't at the mob museum last Uh, night, Cassie? I'm fairly certain. Final question for me at least. Have you ever somehow wound up at an IHOP? No. At a Denny's. Okay, all right. No, yeah. Just quick question. When you wound up at the Denny's, were you drunk? Yes. All right. That's oh, what yeah, we yeah. thought. That's okay. what we thought. There just saying. Just Mike Ramallah was on the show. He said something about when he finds himself at an IHOP, and we were the only way you do that is if you're drunk. And he doesn't Mike, drink. But Mike doesn't drink. So we're confused as, He's to, a how, liar. as to how you find yourself liar. at an IHOP. <laughs> He's a liar. Mike Ramallah <laughs> eats potatoes out of a can. Certified liar. Hey, by the way, uh, the Denny's on Fremont Street? You can get married there. Nah. Oh, turning it down. You can't. Beggars can't I, be choosers. Well, what are mean, you doing? I think she'd I, really. I I, prefer, there's I, a full bar at that Denny's. I prefer IHOP over Denny's. Okay. I mean, I prefer I, Waffle House over both, but yeah, there's not Waffle one House here. Is the way so. to go. Mm, baby stacks. I don't even know what that is. Me neither. Well, She's Cassie Soto baby. from Raiders.com. Thanks, Cassie. Yeah, we'll see Bye, you. guys. See you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I actually believe Grimala, who doesn't drink, found himself there. I mean, I don't know how it no. happened, but he, he he brought that out of the blue, right? So he's not like we asked him about IHOP. He yeah. just kind of brought he, it up. IHOP was, yeah. yeah. He was, I asked him about breakfast, and he's like, well, if I find myself, find myself IHOP, there, it's like, okay. And I'll have, br- but he said, I'll have breakfast for dinner, and that apparently only means a dry ass pancake. Yeah, that's his breakfast. All right. Here's your chance to win a copy of MLB The Show 21 for Xbox. Caller number 6, 702-364-1100. That is 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 6. You'll win a copy of MLB The Show 21 for Xbox, 702-364-1100. McCormick's going, the 3-2, and Altuve drives this one deep to left field. It sends back Frazier at the wall, looking up. See you later! Jose Altuve with a go-ahead three-run homer. Astros lead it five to three. He is a pretty girl. You're sitting in the press box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Congratulations to Johnny. He's won a copy of MLB The Show for Xbox. MLB The Show 21 is super fun for both hardcore and casual baseball gamers, no matter what your play style. MLB The Show 21 has you covered. It might also be the only way the Dodgers can win another game. Because Dodgers are no good. Um, By the way, (laughs) tonight and tomorrow at the Golden Knights game, uh, if you're going, you can get the golden figurine of Marc-Andre Fleury making his diving non-save against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs from a couple of seasons ago. Uh, But also, if you're going to the Silver Knights game on May 11th, the first 2,000 fans that arrive 
will also get one of these Marc-Andre Fleury golden figurines. Uh, tickets are just 19 bucks. So if you want one of those figurines, don't have tickets to the Golden Knights game, you can go to the Silver Knights game and get it. Two questions for you. Is there a chance when he finally retires or is no longer uh, playing for the Golden Knights? Three questions. <laughs> one. One. Hold on. One. Is there a trophy of Mark under Fleury in front of T-Mobile? Statue. Two. Yes. Statue. I'm sorry. Statue. Uh Two is it this is it this uh, figure? I think so. Okay, and three. Given they announced that the stat the the figurine tonight, whatever they're giving away of him, is going to be on your seat when you arrive. The chances everyone gets one, or there's some dude like shoving them in his backpack, <laughs> and there'll be twenty of them on eBay tomorrow. Uh, are is, do you think Raiders.com is sending Cassie? Soto I mean, to, to research they, it. It's, it's very. Like, I mean, usually is. it's like you get, go in and you're handed it. Yeah, like yes. you know, it's not like on your seat. So. And they say, I saw, I think Dave Shane wrote in the paper, like, they're like, no, no, we have no, we don't have any worries about that. I'm like, do you know people? Cassie Soto's over here stealing cookies from a wax person. You don't think someone's going to try to like slip another one of those flurry things and try to sell that thing? I mean, I will say I went to a uh, New Orleans Hornets game when, oh I, was, when I was growing up. And uh, we sat behind the baskets, but we were too high up that they did not have free thunder sticks in our seats. That they know? gave away to the lower people? Yeah. Lower? Okay. So I stole two and, and okay. went back to my right. seat. So, okay. yes, people will see. How many people are now going? Points. How many people Knights can have now? 5,000? 3,000? Uh, it's up. I thought Is it was, it up more? 50%? I thought it was 50%. Okay, there's, yeah. okay, 50%. No chance one of them's not getting sold. <laughs> like, what, 9,000 plus? No one's going to say, uh, Jimmy, get that one too? Come on. <laughs> no, this like, is... this is No way! Suddenly, there's going to be some Twitter account called Golden Statue Marc-Andre Fleury <laughs> yes. that's just going to be like, if you missed uh, out on your chance, I have I've, to I've do got it. Four, <laughs> I've got 14 of them. I've come into about 75. It's a whole operation. Because when they gave away bobbleheads, I think they just gave them when you came in. Yeah, right? normally when Someone's you walk standing in, there and you walk in you. and they hand it to you. Yeah. I, I have a quick follow-up. If this is the statue, we're assuming we never win a Stanley Cup with him. Right? I, that, that's what I was Not going we, to say. But they. If, if the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, Flurry holding the cup will be the statue. Yes. Oh, really? I, I okay, assume okay, okay, so. Okay. Yeah. But you, uh, there's no question in your mind he gets a statue. Yeah, if they made a statue right now, this it's is the what same. it would be. Now, if he makes a great save to win the Stanley Cup or just is holding the cup, that might beat it. But right if now, they it don't be win the cup and he's on another team next year, does he get a statue eventually? I think so. I do too. Yeah, I, I do. He was think too so. important Who, for the franchise. I so. always thought Derek England was getting a statue but that would may have just been me thinking like he got the front office job i, I don't think you get both he got the front office the job other. and some commercials yeah you don't get you he don't got get the both. uh he got the vice president of shaking season ticket holders hands and sometimes coaching the minor league <laughs> yes. team. by the way have you guys seen the story about the chinese rocket that's falling back to earth yes yes what <laughs> Yeah, it's, and here's the thing. It's going to hit somewhere. It's like, what the hell does that Somewhere, somewhere. south of New York yes. and north of New Zealand. It's going to hit. Thanks. As long as <laughs> yes, you don't exactly. live in Antarctica, exactly. your yeah, life exactly. is on the line. And like, it's 2021. We're not good enough to shoot that out of the sky. Why are we going to let that thing land? I don't know. It's 21 tons. <laughs> it's the size of a 10-story building. It's falling to <laughs> yeah, earth and it's going to, earth to land somewhere. That's the best part of the I story. Mean, it's landing somewhere. Fortunately, the earth is covered mostly by water, so right. it'll probably land There's in water. There's a good chance, yeah. There's a good chance. But it could land on us. We might not be here on Monday. Oh. Kyle Shanahan, like we might get taken <laughs> yes. out by this twenty-one That's what ton Shanahan rocket was talking falling about, the, back uh, to rocket. Earth because they somehow screwed up. So we were all wrong. Shanahan was right.